0: This episode of the Stock Insiders podcast with me, Aurel Morrison, is sponsored by Barclay Pierce Capital, a leading Australian corporate advisory and equities trading firm. Focused on your vision, Barclay Pierce specialises in making it a successful reality. Welcome to the Stock Insiders Podcast with me, Oriel Morris. And now we're talking real estate today with the co-founder of Home Live. Now, this is essentially a remote engagement platform for real estate. There's much more to it. We'll get all the details now from Luke Watson, the co-founder and the CEO of Home Live. So good to have you with us, Luke.
1: Thank you. Great to be here.
0: It's been a while since we've chatted, um, and you guys have gone from strength to strength. Before we delve into Home Live, though, I wanted to talk about, a bit about you. Tell me about you.
1: Oh, wow. Sure. Um, so <laughs> that's, a, that's a dangerous question to start with. Sure thing. So born and raised in Sydney, have always been deeply involved in tech, primarily in startups. Um, got involved in my first uh, mobile startup in 2000, so very, very early days. That ultimately, with a few zigzags and zags along the way, led me to Silicon Valley, where I lived for many years came back to Australia really for kind of personal reasons. I just wanted to live here and uh, started building companies here. And that led me to partner with John Tyson, who's uh, still my business partner to this day. And we've started a couple of different businesses together, some of which have gone great, some of them have gone not so great. And uh, yeah, that led us to Home Live that we started uh, in late 2016. And that is um Yeah, that's what we do now.
0: That's every entrepreneur's story, isn't it, Luke? And it's one which some don't like to talk about that much. But that is, you don't always get the wins, do you? I mean, you you have to take the the hits along the way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's probably a predictor of long-term success is that you are able to kind of do that deep self-analysis once you've been absolutely you know, beaten up by, by whatever the circumstances are and say, okay, well, I always ask the question, how would a smarter version of me be responding to this particular topic, whatever it is? And then yeah, go again.
0: It's it's something that's um, been in your genes, hasn't it? It's been in your blood. You started a couple of businesses when you were still at high school, which, which to be honest is quite unusual.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I mean, going all the way back. um, Yeah, I was I was building websites. Uh, I think I got paid to build my first website in about ninety seven. I want to say or ninety six thereabouts, where like frames were the new was being development that people were excited about. Um, And yeah, I I was you know I I was always always doing something. As you say, it's like I think it's just in your nature.
0: Yeah, you know, you talked about being in technology um, for a very long time. What drew you into the real estate side?
1: Um, It's just that there's such a uh, concentration of focus on it for, I think, well-warranted reasons. Um, You know, it is the most important purchase most people make in the course of their lives. Um, There was almost a coincidental, you know, um, origin for home life, but um, the kind of key insight that we took was that there is a lot of technology out there and a lot of it falls into a couple of buckets and there are enormous gaps in between those. So that's a bit of a sort of general statement. What what I mean by that is, you know, you've got sort of property discovery, which is largely done by portals and they do a fantastic job at that. And, um, you know, there's lots of interesting dynamics there with, you know, social media now sort of taking, you know, more of that upfront discovery stuff and you know so there's an interesting dynamic there there's lots of real estate CRMs there are lots of companies that are helping kind of move you through the transaction as far as you know the the paperwork and legals and so on but what we found was if you just look at it from a human perspective that step from finding a property online and going oh wow that looks great to what is traditionally the next step of some sort of physical inspection of that property there is just so much frustration and time wasting and you know wrong people going to the wrong place it's never going to happen you're never going to buy that place you're never going to rent it Um, and we just felt like you know we've overcome equivalent inefficiencies in other parts of our lives we're not driving to blockbuster anymore (laughs) you know like and yet that that gap that internally we now refer to as the awareness attendance gap um, it was just such an obvious problem that needed to be solved. And so that's really where we've focused our attention and, and continue to this day to, to you know, that's a, really a key part of what we're doing is helping you get, you know, from that initial awareness to into ultimately the right property.
0: And what sort of response are you, are you getting? I, I mean, this is, this is no longer a new, new business. Um, your name is out there um what what sort of response are you getting now
1: yeah it's it's really interesting i can kind of answer that a a few different ways whether we're talking about you know investors industry partners or customers so i guess from the home buying public's perspective it's always been a a no-brainer you know i mean i in terms of my own personal usage i take my kids you know down to the beach on a saturday morning and you know sneak the ipad down with me and i can tune in and watch a couple of open inspections on down there. I mean, that is just objectively better than driving around to properties, right? Um, so on on the home buying side, it's always been a, a bit of a slam dunk. Um, on the industry, the real estate professional side, um, you know, I think there's, there's an adoption curve with something like this, as with anything else. Um, what we have learned is that, you know, you really have to sweat the details of figuring out how to save time for agents and how to um you know like help them squeeze everything they can out of the marketing of one property because that's what helps them get the next property um, and so as our platform continues to evolve and develop um you know a lot of it's been based on direct feedback from agents and so it's almost like there's that sweet spot where once you oh sorry a threshold is probably a better way of putting it um, once you cross that threshold then all of a sudden, it's just it just works. It makes sense. It's integrated in all the right ways, you know, both technically and into an agent's workflow. And it just becomes easy, you know. And that's really, I think, that would be how I would summarize where we are now, which is we've gone through all of those really difficult, you know, like hitting your head against the, the table, trying to like crack that next problem. And then you do that for long enough, and you go, you know what? Now it's like a hot knife through butter. I love throwing out lots of different metaphors in one sentence, but I think you get what I'm saying. <laughs> I do, I
0: do. <laughs> yeah,
1: And then from the industry partners perspective, we have a, a really open model, you know, so uh, operating principle as far as agents are concerned is, you know, we we want their live streams to go wherever they want them to go. So when you do a live streamed inspection with Home Live, that will simultaneously go to the agency website and all of their social media channels. and to real estate portals. And so all of those audiences can be engaged simultaneously. Um, And, you know, you can think of our industry partners as another customer as far as our product goes. So we have to make those tools easy for them to consume and to work with. Um, And I think, you know, that that has been a sustained effort from us as well. And we're now at a great point with that as well. So we're just seeing, um, you know, the rate of industry partnerships getting locked down, increasing over time. Um, you know, we've just recently uh, sort of stuck our, uh, our head out in New Zealand and have just had an absolutely, like, we, we, not in our wildest dreams could we have expected the, the rate of adoption over there. So, um, yeah, we're in, a, we're in a great place. Talk
0: to us about New Zealand. I mean, congratulations on that. I mean, you. you are pushing ahead with that expansion. Um, and, and you've obviously, from what you were saying, had a very strong response.
1: Yeah. um, And I mean, one of the the things that brings me joy every day with this company is that the the people that adopt Home Live first within a given group and not necessarily who you might expect. It's not always the, you know, the digital native in their 20s that, you know, is using TikTok every day. They're not necessarily the first ones, although we do sort of, you know, pass the authenticity test with those people as well, but often it's, you know, some of the older agents who have had, you know, long-term success doing things the way they do it, but they know that they've got to be adaptable to the kind of so-called new normal, and, and live streaming is clearly a key part of that, um, and you see them jump on, and and then, so that's, that's exciting in the first instance, and then the second instance is when you get these like excited phone calls from them. You know, I I can give you two examples from the last couple of weeks. We had an agent uh, last Friday um, texting us just over the moon. He sold his last two properties um, via Home Live. Um, And a a week or two before that, we had a property manager do 10 live streams over a Friday and Saturday and leased out eight of those properties by the following Wednesday. You know, so it's just easy now. It just works. You know, all of the integrations are, are super effective. Um, And so I, I, yeah, to reuse that term, I think Home Live is increasingly becoming part of the the new normal for for real estate professionals.
0: And what happens next? So Australia, New Zealand, where do we go next, Luke?
1: (laughs) Well, um, (laughs) um, finally, I can actually uh, talk publicly, publicly about it. We've just joined the National Association of Realtors REACH program. So the NAR is the industry body in the US of about 1.4 million members. Um, and they have a venture fund uh, connected to them called Second Century Ventures. Um, and they in turn have this program called REACH, which is really selective. Um, you know, I think there's uh, it's operating in four countries. They only do one intake a year. It's six to eight companies per, uh, per region. So, um, and there's hundreds of applicants in each region. Um, and that is, you know, as literally, as of yesterday, we can talk about us participating in next year's intake for that. So um, that will really uh, open doors in many different countries for us. I think there is a hell of a lot more for us to do in Australia. Um, it's you know it's our home market. We we care very deeply about um, you know helping Australian home buyers and the Australian industry. Um, As we've touched on already, there's New Zealand. But I think the sort of UK, Canada, US, South Africa, they're really, um, they're getting a lot of airtime at the moment, put it that way. Mm.
0: Uh, So does that mean we can expect a a move or you can expect to move uh, over to the US next year?
1: Well, that depends. Is my wife going to listen to this podcast or not? I
0: think she she is, of course she is.
1: (laughs) Um, uh, Look, I I think, um, I mean, there's probably a, a broader question there around, our team and how the team operates. Um, We actually shut our office uh, at the start of COVID. And despite the team having grown significantly since then we continue to work remote. There is a really great dynamic. The team is very cohesive. Everyone has a very strong sense of ownership over what they're doing. Um, And I think there's great uh, internal communication between the, the different parts of the company. I don't know that there's that same driving need to relocate as there used to be. Having said that, of course, I, you know, if let's just say the UK or US or wherever, um, if I needed to go over there for a while to kind of be a bit part of a bit of a beachhead team, I would I would for sure do that. I'm not looking to um, to permanently move anywhere at this stage
0: at this stage at yes right edge. okay <laughs> I mean, yeah, accepted that was yeah, there that's the my one
1: hedge <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. so you meant you just mentioned the uk then as well so uh, how, how do you see this playing out i mean well, what's the ideal picture so you've got australia new zealand your push is, is well into you're well into that push us next year uk also europe is is that sort of the the strategy uh, geographically
1: yeah it is um an interesting thing with our business is that we, we are live streaming infrastructure. And so while we have a consumer-facing presence, you can go to our Australian sites like home.com.au and commercial.com.au, Aussie sites. And we have equivalents of those in other countries. Um, but really, that is primarily for agents who are just getting up and running. The main show is about embedding those live streams into those other places I touched on before. Um, And so I guess as a byproduct of that, you know, a key driver of our growth is around those partnerships, the integration partners that we work with. So for us, launching into a new market is not necessarily going and, you know, buying advertising on the sides of buses and everything else. It's more about getting those key relationships in place, um, building great integrations with them. um, And then there's sort of a, a gradual organic growth that comes off the back of that. And when i when to say gradual, not actually that gradual, to be frank. But,
0: well, no. Sorry. In watching you, I don't think there's been anything gradual about it, actually. <laughs> it's,
1: it's yeah, so we've, we've just passed seven hundred thousand properties globally uh, on on platform. So we are, con- yeah, we are continuing to grow those listings for sure.
0: Congratulations! I mean, that, that that's an awesome number. Um, Luke, there are a lot of live streaming you know, businesses out there. Um, obviously, as COVID moves really, really quickly, um, the changes happen very, very quickly, especially when it comes to innovation in, in technology. What sort of competition do you expect to come out of the woodwork as we move more online?
1: A good way to answer that is to come back to the partnership. So a lot of the conversations we have now are fundamentally different than they were, say, a year ago because um, a lot of uh, companies have recognize the need for purpose-built live streaming right so you know i always say you know zoom is great but it's ultimately designed for business applications facebook live is great it's ultimately for entertainment applications everything we build is for real estate applications so it's that purpose-built nature that's really important Um, what we've seen over the last year or two is a lot of companies say okay well we need a live streaming solution and the sort of um you know the pitfall with it is that it's it's easy to prototype and really hard to do properly and so we see uh, you know some very large companies have have invested significant resources into trying to build their own live streaming solution then ultimately said look it just doesn't kind of make sense it it needs it's a company on its own it's a whole focus area tons of really esoteric engineering skills to make it scale and work properly it, given that HomeWise model is this sort of partnership distribution model, it just makes more sense to do that, right? Um, so we we enjoy a fairly, um, un, you know, there, there aren't too many companies out there that are directly competing with us. I would say the, the biggest challenge for us is really just the explaining, you know, you, it doesn't have to be as crummy as it currently is. <laughs> you know, you don't have to have that broken workflow of, you know, people have a potential buyer has to reach out to the agent, you have to trade emails back and forth and line up a FaceTime call. And, you know, it's all it's it's clunky, you know, but it doesn't have to be like that. And so what the other thing that's become, you know, a real joy with this business is, I don't really have to kind of explain it too much to potential customers. Now, I give them a 15 minute demo, and they go, I totally get it. Like I'm in.
0: It's it's not it's not difficult to understand, and if you know what you're after, it's also very very easy to use. And I think congratulations on that also. With all of this ex- acceleration and expansion that you're looking at, uh, Luke, what sort of fundraising are, are you likely to be doing? Do you indeed need to raise funds at this particular point in time?
1: Yeah, 2022 is going to be really interesting for us with that because um, you know by both design and necessity where. We're very capital efficient. Um, You know, John and I self-funded the business through its initial R and D, and I think that sort of financial discipline continues to benefit us to this day. Um, Because we've been through that, you know, big R and D effort, and given the current maturity of the platform, now that we're really starting to turn on growth, which we're just in the early days of that, um, I think. The revenue profile for this business is really exciting, um, and so it's a little hard to say. But I suspect we'll probably um, look to introduce some more growth capital mid next year. Um, you know, that's kind of a bit of crystal ball gazing. I, I think that's likely to be the case. Um, but to be, you know, to be perfectly honest, the the scale of the deals that are kind of becoming more and more frequent now, it may be that we push that back into next year. Um, just because it, 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 we can fund the growth through revenue.
0: Okay. Um. Now, look, we've just been discussing. We're just about out of time. But just a final question for you. So you've got a big year coming up with, of course, the US and uh, everything else that you're planning. If I was to say to you, what is the biggest thing that's going to happen for Home Live, or that you'd like to happen for Home Live over the next twelve months? What would it be?
1: Again, it comes back to these industry partnerships and integrations. Now that we have got the sort of back-end data integration stuff really nailed, the next step for us is to start getting these portal integrations, you know, these these relationships much deeper. And there are just so many of those discussions underway. I think we'll start to see that really frequently they start to come to fruition. Um, And I think that's when you start, like the whole triangulation that we're trying to achieve here, really, that's when it's completed. And you see all of the different people in our ecosystem getting really direct benefit from that. And I think that'll be a beautiful thing to observe. And so I think in a year from now, you'll be able to you know, tune into Home Live and you'll see this kind of cinematic live real estate experience at a global scale, and I think it's going to absolutely blow people's minds.
0: It already does. Um, Luke, it's been such a pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you so much. I look forward to watching your uh, success over the next uh, uh, few months, and we'll talk again.
1: Thanks, Ariel. Great to chat.
0: Luke Watson with us there from Home Live. Uh, Thanks also, of course, to all of our listeners. Uh, Today you are listening to the Stock Insiders podcast with me, Aurel Morrison. We'll catch you next time. This episode of the Stock Insiders podcast with me, Oriel Morrison, was sponsored by Barclay Pierce Capital, Australia's leading corporate advisory and equities trading firm. Barclay Pierce Capital provides specialized corporate advisory and equities trading services to privately owned businesses, small to medium sized public and ASX listed companies.